welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hey ladies. Okay. So today is day one of the fall hormone challenge. And I am so excited to do this with you because first of all, I love just having a new season, a fresh start. Right. And so that's why I'm doing this challenge is to give you a chance to kind of like reset a little bit with your hormones. Maybe you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you've been implementing some things and seeing some changes. I hope that's what's happening for you. Or if you're new to the podcast, welcome. So glad that you're here. Either way, wherever you're coming from, this is a challenge that is just hopefully going to be clarifying and inspiring and encouraging to you. We're going to walk through today really the main mistakes that I see because I want to make these mistakes something that is not so common and not happening anymore ever would be great. Um, That is just common knowledge that these things hurt hormones. So we're going to talk about some of those mistakes today and the things that I see so that you know if you're making big mistakes that are going to be affecting your hormones and you can stop doing those. And then in the next couple of days, we're going to get into some of the specifics of what to do instead and just essentially like helping you understand where the gaps are in your hormone balance process so that you can move forward. And we're going to be doing a giveaway. So if you are listening to this episode, but you haven't signed up for the challenge in email, I want you to go to the show notes right now, sign up for the emails for the challenge. I'm going to give you some quick little action steps each day that won't be here on the podcast. And you'll be entered in the giveaway for one person to win access to nourish your hormones completely free. I would just love to give that to you to encourage you and help you with your hormones. So without further ado, let's dive into the hormone mistakes. And I want you to be paying attention And I would love to hear from you when you are in the email challenge, hit reply for me. I will be reading the emails and tell me which of these mistakes you are making now or have made in the past so that I know how I can help you make those changes in the future. So big mistake. Number one that I see literally every day, all the time when women are trying to balance hormones, we first go to restriction. Okay raise your hand. You've done it. I've done it. We've all done it. So we go to restriction. So we're like, shoot, our hormones are a mess. I'm super tired. I need to cut something out, right? I need to cut something out of my life. Now I'm not saying that you don't need to maybe cut some things out, but what we usually cut out is enough food, breakfast. Sometimes we'll cut out gluten, dairy, sugar, soy, all the things, right? And while some of that is not wrong in and of itself, cutting out processed food, I think is a great thing. What I usually see though, is that that adds stress to the body. And so when we just start cutting things, 
versus looking for an opportunity to nourish better, to nourish our bodies well, we're going back to that diet culture mindset that we've been so well taught in our culture. And we're going back to that point of we have to take things out of our life. We have to be afraid of the bad things versus like, how can we focus on the good things? How can we focus on the joy? How can we focus on the nourishment? Right. And so a a big phrase that has stuck with me in a lot of things that I've gone through this year is what you focus on grows. And so when I'm focused on the things that are bad, when I'm focused on, oh, we have to make sure that this, you know, bad food isn't in, or that there's not an excessive amount of bad toxins in our home or those type of things. Absolutely. We don't want to have those things when all I'm focused on is the bad. It is going to decrease the joy. It's going to decrease the good that I am focused on and what you're focused on grows. And so when you're focused on fear of bad food, when you're focused on fear of gaining weight or fear of your health going wrong, it is so easy to keep going down that road and keep getting more restrictive and more overwhelmed versus when we focus on nourishment, when we focus on actually filling our cups, whether that's with food, with exercise, with sunshine, with joy, with our kids, like whatever that looks like for you. And hopefully it's all of them, but just one at a time. Um, when we focus on that, that is where true healing can occur. And so if your go-to is to restrict and it's to, you know, cut out something versus looking at what can you put in that's actually going to help your body, that is mistake number one that I see all the time. And I focus on it mostly in a way of when we restrict food as women, oftentimes we're not actually getting number one, enough calories, enough nutrients. Um, but number two, like actually the nutrients that we need and whether we're restricting on purpose where we're like, okay, I'm going to count my calories in my fitness pal. And I'm going to make sure that I stay like below 1500 or below 1200, because that has to be the answer for my body to look the way that I want it to look. Now, with that being said, 1200 calories, as you've heard me say, if you've listened to this podcast more than a few times, 1200 calories is enough for my two-year-old or my four, like he's not four anymore, actually he's five, but like 12 to 1500 calories, like that's how much they need. And their bodies are a lot smaller than my body. And also their stressors are a lot different than mine. I don't know about you, mama, or just like girl in this world, but like, there's a lot of stressors. And when our bodies are under stress, they need more nourishment. And when I'm saying more nourishment, don't hear me say they need more potato chips and ice cream. No, they need more like good, solid quality protein. They need more good, solid quality carbs. They need balance with nutrients and you need minerals. You need extra minerals when you're stressed. And so giving ourselves that perspective that we just have to cut back on calories, we have to cut back on foods is only going to continue to tell your body that things aren't safe. And so if your body is already in a stress mode and then you cut out more food, you cut out more of the nutrients that your body needs, it's going to really easily tell your body you were right. It is stress. Like it is, it is right to be in this survival state. We don't have enough food. Keep conserving. You're doing the right thing. And so that not only doesn't give you the signals that you need to make hormones appropriately, it also doesn't give you the ability to detox hormones appropriately. And so this is where low energy shows up because you have blood sugar imbalance issues. 
this is where um, bad periods show up because your estrogen is not being made or detoxed appropriately. You're not making enough progesterone because progesterone is a hormone that is made when women are in a good place, essentially to oversimplify it. And so that is why this like cutting restrictive mindset is the biggest mistake that I see all the time. And I do want to also just mention if you're just not eating enough because you kind of forget to, because you're running around all day long and you're just eating like your toddler's leftovers or you're skipping breakfast because it's not really help like handy to eat breakfast, or you're just having like a little protein bar or a protein shake. I'm glad you're having that versus nothing, but it's still not enough for you. You are a grown adult person and you need actual food. So if you take nothing else from this podcast, please hear that. Um, I've, I also noted in my notes to talk about relationship issues with food. And so that's another part of this number one mistake that I see is this relationship issue where it's like, foods are bad. Foods are good. I have to stay perfectly within these parameters with food or else I'm a bad person essentially. Um, and that relationship with food is only serving to increase the need to restrict or the need to cut out things that are actually maybe going to be serving you well if you're in that state. And so when you take a minute, take a breath to think about your relationship with food, what I actually see, one of the things that I just had a nourisher hormone student tell me yesterday is that as she started to understand like how to nourish her body better, she was starting to find joy in food again. And she was starting to enjoy cooking and she was starting to enjoy eating again. And she had lost that because she had been trying to do everything perfect and restrict and like do all the things to be healthy and essentially like force her body into submission. But now that she is in more of a state of being focused on nourishment, she's actually enjoying it again. So think about that. Think about your relationship with food. Think about where you're cutting things out, out of fear, out of trying to beat your body in submission, because that is not helping your hormones long-term. Okay. So number two mistake that I see is over supplementation. Now, does that mean you're taking 42 supplements? Sometimes yes. Does that mean you're taking a different happy flow supplement every once in a while here and there whenever you have a bad period and nothing's really working because you're not following through? Maybe the quality isn't good. Um, maybe you're just taking a bunch of random things that somebody has said on Instagram because essentially you're desperate. You want to feel better. I totally understand that. But when I say over supplementation, It doesn't necessarily mean that you are taking the 42 supplements. You could be just taking two or three, but it's not the right supplements for your body and, or it's not a good quality form of those supplements. And essentially you're relying on the supplements to fix your problems versus looking at the basic lifestyle issues that are causing them in the first place, like not nourishing your body well, not sleeping, being stressed the heck out all the time, never getting in the sunshine, not moving your body appropriately not supporting your detox pathways. All of those things are foundational and have to be addressed before supplements are going to be helpful. And so that's what I mean by over supplementation. It's just kind of this, like trying to fix everything with supplements versus being able to actually figure out what the cause is of your hormone issues or of your energy issues. And then going from there and using supplements, of course, as a as a supplement to your lifestyle, essentially. And then number three mistake that I see is either over-exercising or under-exercising. If you are guilty of both, same. 
Absolutely. It happens to me too. And I, I, you know, I want to say with the perspective of taking radical responsibility, which is how I like to live my life. It doesn't happen to me. I make choices that lead to that and different choices are for different seasons and that's okay. We're not looking for perfection here, but with over-exercising or under-exercising, when you're in kind of a, an on and off the wagon type of mindset where it's like, okay, I'm in workout mode. So I'm going to work out five to six days a week and I'm going to lose this baby weight and I'm going to look so, so good for X, Y, Z event or summer or whatever it is. And then you stay on that wagon for however long you can stay on it until you're like so freaking tired that you fall off the back and then you under exercise for a while and you don't exercise or you like maybe throw in a workout here or there when you really feel guilty. Again, it comes back to this mindset of beating yourself into submission, essentially. Overexercising can also look a little less dramatic than the, re- the example that I just gave. And it can be a little bit more like you're just, you know, overdoing it with cardio or overexercising to an extent where it is telling your body again that you're in stress or underexercise does the same thing because your body is not getting the um, ability to build muscle, your metabolism is going to be slower, your circulation is not as good. There's so many benefits of exercise. So when I'm looking at exercise for my clients, for my students, and they're asking me what to do, I always just want to get like some context of your life when it comes to exercise, because me saying three to four days of strength training every week is the right thing for every person is not the case. And me saying you can only walk is also not appropriate. It's going to depend on where you're coming from, where your life is at, how depleted you are with nourishment, sleep, stress, all of those things, and how you're feeling with exercise. And so just knowing that exercise can be a stressor for your hormones, I think is really important and understanding that there is a middle ground essentially with every single thing that we do that you don't want to be doing too much or too little. You want to be kind of like pretty consistent with that middle ground that is working for you and that is feeling good after you do it. And so each of these mistakes that I'm talking about, the reason that I'm talking about them is that they all cause stress on the body and stress on the body causes hormone imbalance. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow in the challenge. And I have a full episode for you on that of exactly how that happens. So it really is important to listen to this episode because it's really nice for us to know that stress is bad, right? Like we all know that. And it's really easy to think like, well, I think I probably can just get away with a little more stress for a little bit longer, or it's just life and I have no choice. And I do think that both of those things are excuses and absolutely I do have stress in my life. We all do. And being able to manage it in the best way possible for our season is really important. So I'm going to walk you through exactly how stress affects your hormones and some of my favorite things that we can do about it so that your body can start getting those signals of safety, which are absolutely 1 million percent key to balancing your hormones. So can't wait to dive into that with you tomorrow. If you are listening to the end of this episode, you are my person, and I'm going to ask something of you. Will you please scroll down in your Apple podcast app or in your Spotify and put a star rating on the show during this challenge? I would love to hit over 200 reviews. I think we could hit close to 300. If everyone who listens to this podcast, if everyone who listened to this podcast (laughs) put a review, we'd be way over that. But if maybe like 10% of you did a review, we would hit 300, no problem. So please go down and just leave a star rating. If you've already done it, do it on your husband's phone for me. I would love you forever if you do that. So thank you. I will see you tomorrow.